another episode. This is episode 10. Morgan. Oh my goodness gracious. How did 10 episodes pass already? Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So we are closing in on the end of the year and uh, preparations are underway. Um, basically, I, I want to never leave the house again um, yeah. for the rest of December. So we live in Phoenix, Arizona, and there is such a thing as uh, snowbirds, what's called snowbirds. What's a snowbird? What's a snowbird? Well, it's usually consisting of uh, people in their later years that have uh, a little bit of money that have second homes here in the desert. And they come down here for the winter and they drive like maniacs and we all almost get in car wrecks and they make the traffic just terrible. Oh and God. we all just want to crawl within a small hole in our houses and never leave for the fear of dying. People are cray right now. Cray cray. Like I can't even say crazy, they're just cray. But no, so you can see why these people come down here because it's literally like 80 degrees it's right like a now. a balmy 80 to 90 degrees. And it's December. Yeah. And I hate that because yeah. December is supposed to be when the holidays, Christmas, and snowing, and then, and it's hot and I'm sweating. We don't have seasons in the desert. No, we don't. We have hot and not very hot. Yes. I was going to say hot and hotter. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, awesome. So episode 10, you know, yeah. I mean, I... I wanted to do something, something special. Okay. But, you know, I didn't want to make it too special, but there is something that's been weighing on me for oh a God. while now, as far as, oh. because what we do here is we review movies, and sometimes we have different takes on films than uh -huh. other people do. Uh -huh. So I want to bring into light uh, a little, a website called Rotten Tomatoes. That's like your favorite website. I like Rotten Tomatoes, but sometimes... They make me question their ratings. <laughs> their rating system. With all due respect to Rotten Tomatoes. They actually include, like when you go to HBO and Cinemax and Stars and all that, they actually include the Rotten Tomato rating so, on the t on the channel. So like, that, that was just like a, when did that website start? A while ago. But I, now I, it's like a standard in movies. Now it is. That's and, weird. And I get, I get where they're coming from because what they do is they put like a numerical... Uh, like rating on each of these, you know, top critics, like from the Rolling Stones or New York Times or the Atlantic or whatever, and they just compile it into this big rating. But sometimes it gets a little misconstrued. Misconstrued. That's that, a word, right? No, you made that up. Okay. Well, I think you get my meaning. Anyway, I have come up with some films in our list today that have gotten very high ratings in Rotten Tomatoes, and more importantly, that came out this year. Okay. So they're going to be a little rel more relevant than other just kind of random movies from the history so of like cinema. A year, the year in review then? The year of 2017, because it is December, the year is coming to a close, and... How uh, many more episodes do we have till the end of the year? I think maybe... Just like one. One. So this episode's coming out on December 6th. And then the next episode will be December 20th, and that's it. And There's one more it? episode for 2017, wow. and then we're right into 2018. Woo! 2018. Holy crap. 2017 was by far better than 2016. 2016, I kind of just wanted to, you know, stick a banana in both my ears and just go, hey, look at me, because why not? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> 
I don't know either. But it kind of, I think That's my... like that, that sketch from Sesame Street. I can't hear you. There's a banana in my ear. I have Do you no, know? No, I, okay. I that... Like Bert and Ernie. And Bert, Bert, Ernie has a banana in his ear. I don't know why. And Bert is trying to talk to him. And he's, he's like, what's that, Bert? I can't hear you because I have a banana in my ear. And then Bert's like, why do you have a banana in your ear? And he's like, I can't hear you because I have a banana in my ear. Why was goes, Bert always a dick? Bert was the yellow one, right? He just had a lot going on. He was kind of uptight, okay? Yeah. You know, I always get mixed up with the Muppets and Sesame Street. It's because like, Jim Henson did both. Oh, That's really? Uh-huh. Okay. And so, Kermit the Frog was on Sesame Street. Really? He uh-huh. was? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's hear your best Kermit the Frog impression. No. I can't even do it. I, I attempted what is to do it. it. Like, when was the last time you heard Kermit the Frog? Like, I don't even know what he Kermit sounds like. Kermit the Frog. No, that was really bad. That was almost borderline like Chewbacca. <laughs> hey, Last Jedi's coming out soon. Yay! Shout out to my boy Ryan Johnson. He's going to be creating a whole new trilogy. Uh, like, away from the Skywalker family. Weird side note. But anyway, yay, Star Wars. Coming yay, out in, like, two Star weeks. Star Wars. You're such a nerd. I am, yeah. Anyway. Well, I just joined a Facebook group for Jigsaw Puzzle Enthusiasts. Well, good for you. So, we're both nerdy. We're both just losers. All right, Thomas. Well, let's get on with this podcast. It's the only thing that's making us cool. <laughs> Hit me with that list. Boom. Okay, let's, let's start <laughs> off with the first one that... Just everybody was talking about. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes, I think, gave it like a 95%, which is like better than Gone with the Wind and like Titanic and like a Lord of the Rings movie or something like that. Okay. First one, Get Out. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen this one um, because, okay, so I do not like scary movies. I hate scary movies. Okay. I don't watch scary movies. Why, though? Because I, I adore scary movies. I don't like getting scared. Why would you choose to be scared? Because if it you makes could choose it anything else, fun. and it's like, no. and it's like, oh god, oh. No. no, no, okay. And I have an overactive imagination, and I get bad dreams. So, this movie came out, and everyone was talking about it. Yes. So I did all of the research that I possibly could to learn everything about the movie without watching the movie. So you ruin as movies. I do. <laughs> you like look up synopsis and be like, oh yeah, yeah I saw it. I've read several uh, reviews on it, several synopses. I've looked into the history of it. I know about the history all of, of it. I don't know. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, so I know everything that happens in that movie, and okay. I know everything about the movie. Great. But I've never seen it. <laughs> but you've never seen but it. But I have ruined it for myself. So. Okay. Well, yeah. So well, you basically, you know what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, basically... Uh, African American boyfriend goes to meet uh, white girlfriend's parents and crazy, and there's something weird, sketchy, spooky going on. Yes, and yes, then he is. finds out what, and it's super scary, and it's also a big racial commentary, which is why it was like a big deal, right? Is that why? <laughs> yes, it was. It was good. It wasn't that scary. See, like, you could... It's like a thriller or You could handle right? that. It was more like suspense. It was... Right. I mean, it's not like there was, like, axe murderers or... No. Like, you know, it's okay. I liked it. it. It wasn't... See, what ruins movies for me is when people set the bar so high and they hype it up. And that's exactly what happened to Get Out. You I liked so? it. It was a good movie. But at times, it was kind of silly. It wasn't, you know... It was a little dramatic at, at times as well, and I think what, because uh, Jordan Peele 
um, I, I wrote and directed the movie, so uh-huh. he was Keelan Peel. He's kind yeah, of yeah, he's the, a comedy writer. Yeah, so yeah, that was like a big deal. Yeah, but I mean, he did a great job. Like this is, I believe, his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, did a great job, you know, directing it, and you know, there's bits of comedy. The TSA agent and it is hilarious but again it was just like you know people were wanting this movie to be like nominated for an oscar i'm like what are you guys talking about hmm. and i mean like the the white girlfriend who's kind of the villain in the movie yeah and again at times she was a little bit silly and then just i don't know it's just it, it seemed a little weird it almost reminded me of cabin in the woods did you ever see cabin in the woods no of course not the racial commentary in that movie was incredibly nuanced and almost genius in some ways um i you know doing my research you know, one one thing that comes to mind is that they're um, so in the movie. Um, you know, these these creepy like well-to-do people that none of them are black um, are are being extra creepy to the the boyfriend, um, and there actually is a um, an Asian guy that is one of the well-to-do people and and he's like kind of lumped in with the white people um, and he's asking creepy questions and later on because what ends up happening is they're literally selling these black people to be like mind slaves so the Asian guy is one of the people bidding on him on the black people black person just is he the only one that gets sold off in the movie well, at the time. Okay. But, well, yeah, like during yeah. this particular part of the story. Anyway, so the Asian guy. So a lot of people were like, "Well, hang on." Asian people are a minority too. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, why do you lump them in with the white people? Because, you know, so what that actually ends up being a commentary on is a lot of times, first of all, um, like Asian erasure. People don't see them as people of color, but they also don't see them as white. And so a lot of time, Asian people find themselves kind of stuck in the middle. Um, and it's like totally this like phenomenon of like, well, where do we fit? Because we're not quite, we're not white people. Like, absolutely not. But people of color don't see us as them as well. A lot of times, people that are able to fit into the majority group or the group in power, so in this case, white people are are typically the group in power, the oppressors, whatever. Uh, if you're able to fit in with them, then you can reap the benefits of the, that power. Um, and it's a commentary on that about how um, by being able to blend in with, um, you know, the white majority... Uh, oppressors, he can reap the benefits of of that while still being a person of color. Anyway, I thought that that was really nice nuance, and it's very interesting. And there's more to it, but that's just what I thought of. So why is I the, bet you never knew that? <laughs> why is the Starbucks mermaid the the, the logo on the thing? I, I fucking never, hate you. So I never much. understood that. <laughs> God damn it! I was just I was just looking at it because we're drinking Starbucks coffee, and like it's a long haired mermaid with a crown. I don't really get it. Anyway, all right, next movie. <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, no, that was good. That was beautiful. That was great. What's the next movie? <laughs> next movie is Baby Driver. Baby Driver. It's a little baby that drives a car. <laughs> so I was gonna say, is that like the sequel to Boss Baby? <laughs> no, which is on like, Netflix now. What the is... fuck, Alec Baldwin or yeah. whatever, right? And yeah. he's driving a little car, but he's a baby. Is that what it's Cookies about? Cookies are for closers. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so is that uh, the one with Ryan? One of the Ryans? In no, it? Oh, that's okay. Drive. Okay, I remember the previews for this. It's the one where. He, I mean, he just drives a getaway car. Yeah. But he's like a kid. Yeah. And he's like a teenager, but he's like really good at it. And yeah. He's like, he always listens to like earbuds when uh-huh. he's driving. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. It has Kevin Spacey in it, though. Ooh. Oh, man. No, 
no bueno, Kevin Spacey. Why does everybody have to suck? I know. Why does everybody have to suck? But anyway, yes, it's good. I did want to see that, actually. It was one of the few previews that I was like, I would go see that movie of my own volition. No one would have to force me to do it. Anyway. All right, cool. Well, no, I haven't seen it, so what's the next one? Okay, so next one, Rotten Tomatoes gave it, I think, in the 70s, which is kind of going against my little pattern here, but everybody adored this movie, and I absolutely thought it was an abomination and should have never been made. Oh, my. And holy good lord, this, why was this even touched? Wait, so, hold on, really quick, are all of the movies on your list high scoring on Rotten Tomatoes this episode? So, most of them are. Despite your opinion. But, they're either high scoring on Rotten Tomatoes or people just went crazy over Okay, I was just curious. Okay, go on. So you fucking hated this one. Yes, I did. Okay, And because the original one was just so So good. It's a remake. Yes, it's a remake. And Mm. the original one was the first animated movie, I believe, to be nominated for Best Picture. Interesting. It came out this year, and Mm. people loved it, and Mm. I saw it, and I thought it was a joke, and I thought it was like a BBC made-for-TV type movie. Interesting. And I was just like, wow, you've perverted my childhood, and you've just completely just ruined what is by far... One of Disney's crown jewels. Oh my god. Which is the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Oh god. I want you to see it just so hopefully you can share my angst. I didn't know you had such big feelings about that movie. So Beauty and the Beast, I have. Holy. I, I, when I was in high school, uh-huh. I was freaking right. Cogsworth right. Yeah, uh-huh. in the musical. Yes. I love Beauty and the and Beast. And you could have been a better Cogsworth. I could have. Than the one in the Than movie. Ian McLennan. Probably. I don't know because I haven't seen it. Than Gandalf. Oh, just People terrible. didn't like the dress. The, the fam- like the famous yellow dress. Like oh, when they, they finally not? saw it, like all of like my costuming friends were just like, you You had one job and it was to make the gorgeous yellow dress and, and it was just that. plain. Like it yeah. really was because like in the movie she has like these panniers and it's like draped fabric and stuff like around the skirt. Yeah. And then in the in the live action one, um, it's just, just like a fucking plain yellow dress. Yeah. Like it looks like, it's not even like, like I've seen quinceanera dresses that are like prettier. I'm actually interested to see what your take on it is. Interesting. Um, the next one, Wonder Woman. Oh. I'm assuming you haven't seen it. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Definitely haven't seen it. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, yes. Israeli um, lady. Israeli lady. Um, directed by Patty Denk. I forget exactly, so I won't hmm. say. But, um, you know, first of all, there's like so few female directors in Hollywood. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's one of the very few just in general. But to be handed this huge, you know, comic book uh, a movie and uh, big more, mantle to fill. more importantly it was a DC film which DC films have not done well but anyway so this was you know a lot of pressure was on um, this this female director yeah. to really deliver something yeah. that was outside these huge critical flops mm-hmm. um, that they had and sure enough she delivered anyway cool. our, our last one, oh my gosh, one. the last one um, this one uh, uh, I was so glad that this movie came out because if it was bad, it would have probably ended this director's career. Oh, God. Um, because he had such... A- so, this director made probably one of the most laughable films of all times. Probably, as far as budgets go, like, actually 
getting the green light for this multi-million dollar A, you know, list star cast, you know, movie made one of the worst movies ever, which really? was The Happening. And it was terrible. So some people who can probably guess some scary the movie. director was M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, and M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. Now, now you're making me. <laughs> Shyamalan. Um, Shyamalan. So anyway. Shyamalan. So after he did The Happening, then he did The Last Airbender, which was absolutely terrible. He, he did? I know he did that one. Yeah. And then anyway, he and then he uh, got a little bit better with um, the whole, like, grandma one, like, uh, look who's coming what? over. Um, I feel like that what uh, that's what gave these producers a little bit more confidence for him to make the movie Split. I've never even heard of it. You never heard of Split? No. I thought I've, like, talked about Split, no? No. Oh, Split's great. Um, so it's, uh... When did it come out? This year. It well, came out, like, January. In January. Well, yeah. that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. That was, like, almost ago. a year ago. That was really, literally <laughs> almost a year ago, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 all about you know this. Is it about cell mitosis? No. Oh, <laughs> that's what I think of when you say the word split. It's about split personalities. Is it about banana splits? It's about um, James McAvoy who has like twenty different personalities, and uh, he kidnaps these girls. A guy with split personalities kidnapping a girl. You know what that sounds like? What the movie that the brother was writing an adaptation? Exactly. I was about to. I was, you you stole that. You <laughs> stole my big reveal. My thunder. Um. You. Yeah. No. I was. I was about to be like, it's like the same fucking thing. Like. <laughs> God. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yes. <laughs> oh, I want to watch adaptation again. Nah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, all right, well, hey, so that was the fifth episode. So let's go back over them again. Number one, Get Out. Mm -hmm. Number two, Baby Driver. Mm -hmm. Number three, Beauty and the Beast. Number four, Wonder Woman. And number five, Split. Oh, man, this is a hard list, but honestly? Honestly? Like, okay, I don't really want to watch Beauty and the Beast, but the reason why I want to watch it is because you have such strong negative feelings about it. And... Every movie that we've done, every movie we've put on the list are movies that you that is adore that and is you really true. like these movies, but you fucking have strong oh. negative feelings about oh. this and I kind of want to watch it and I hope I like it because I want to okay. debate you on it. All right. So, All right, be- so we're going to watch Beating the Beast. Beating the Beast it is. All right. All right cool. Yes. Uh, let's go watch. My dear Belle. You're so ahead of your time. This is a small village. You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves you. And it's small-minded as well. But small also means safe. your acquaintance. Want to see me do a trick? What happens when the last petal falls? The Nastel remains a beast forever. And we become antiques. What did you do to it? Nothing. Get out of here! Go!
If she is the one who'll break the spell, you must finally learn to love. Have you really read every one of these books? <gasps> Some of them are in Greek. True as it can be. I'm speechless. It's worse than I remember. I thought you, like, you're, you know, you're like a theater boy. I thought you were being dramatic. <laughs> but uh, I really want to gouge my eyes out right now. And that's two hours of my life I'm never going to get back. That's what's terrible. It really does rob you of time that you, precious time that you have of your life. Holy shit. It was so bad, you, Thomas. You know it's bad when you just want it to end. Especially yeah. when you know the ending. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's oh go. My. Let's go over why God, it was so bad. It was so bad, and I don't know why people love because everybody. I like, just can't believe I just watched all of that. It's 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 okay. So you heard me say this multiple times throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah, it looks like a British made-for-TV mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, that it looks like was, a BBC thing. Was all acted on stage, yes. and they basically just. Filmed. Did like a one shot type of yeah, yeah this thing and it was just it was a one take movie it was <laughs> basically that was just all on stage it was clunky it oh, was blocky it God. was they just tried so hard well, with it and it, here's the thing there was okay so there was one moment in the very beginning because you were you were like oh look it's like it runs like a musical like it's on stage and I was like well that could be like a nice stylistic choice like I could see how you would want to make it be like the stage musical and you kind of film it that way and block it that way but like that was not a stylistic choice that was just bad it was yeah it just i mean it was it was almost lazy and yeah. it was just like like they could have done they could have done that uh-huh. but they didn't even do that but they didn't and yeah. then they they interchanged through this like weird it just it was way too much cgi it almost yeah. looked like there was like the whole thing was cgi it, it almost looked like a backdrop on yeah. some of these scenes and, oh, and again you know like i was saying when I, we were going through the list this is something you don't screw up. You don't mm-hmm. screw up a live action version of Beauty and the Beast. Again, mm-hmm. this was almost Disney's crown jewel. You know, it, it won so many awards. And, and it's oh, just God. terrible. Oh, and, my gosh. And even, like, the music. Like, they, <sighs> they, they need to capitalize bad. on the music. And it was almost like... They changed the music. They, they changed the music. They added songs that they did not need to add. You know, Alan Menken's score was amazing. And it just... They, like, muted it. They, like, dumped yeah. it down. And, like, you didn't even, like... Get the full. They like, didn't have to change any of the songs, no. and yet they did. They had to like adapt them for the new movie. Like they really didn't have to, but they did them all in like a different key. Yeah, they had like different like time signatures and stuff. Uh-huh. And it was like really weird. Yeah, exactly. And the like pacing. even yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, yeah, well, yeah, continue. So even from the very get go, in the the very first song, the Bonjour Provincial Life, or whatever the fuck that song's called, uh-huh. um, you could just see them lip syncing. Yeah, they, it was like a Japanese overdub. <laughs> you know, like how they like they they stop talking and then like their mouth just keeps moving like that was literally like like it was like they were like okay everybody in yeah. this scene you're gonna be singing the song and uh-huh. so they all just like 
Sorry flop their mouths, but nobody told them what the lyrics were. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, like it was bad. That was, and, it was so and, and the bad. Thing is, like, that's the first song. That's the, the first time you <gasps> yeah. actually because a lot of it is like the prologue where you see like you know mm-hmm. the witch comes in and she turns into an enchantress, which and all was that bad. obnoxious too. It was very like as well. cheesy. And yeah. then I was thinking because right before you hit play, the um, like on Netflix or whatever it says like for ages five to seven. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, well maybe they're gearing it like a kids movie. I can see you know it's a little overacted right here, but if it's yeah. like a kids movie, but no, it's just it was just bad. It was That's just all. bad. It yeah. was again, it was clunky. It was just yeah. you know. And when I first saw that, you know, again, you know, there must be more than that. You know, this Bonjour song or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, song. I was like, what, what are you doing right now? Like, what 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 is happening? Is this going to be the movie? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> is this it? I mean, like, yeah, I was just like, how did this get like? Like green lighted from oh, Disney. I mean, God. who was the producer on this movie? They were like, "Yes, this looks good. It's... Let's not reshoot a single scene no, of this." They, because... Oh, gosh! And, and you know what? They it... just—they spent so much money on CGI that they couldn't pay oh. everyone to come back and do pickup shots. Or they spent all their money on freaking costumes, and that was yeah, it. The costumes well, were the only somewhat redeeming yeah, yes. thing of this. I was gonna say that the only, literally the only thing I liked yeah. about it was the costumes. Yeah, um, the costumes were exquisite on point very colorful which i really liked there was a lot of great textures involved there was um like even uh when they redid bells um like her blue and white garb that is like her like like townsperson thing like her traditional costume like they even found a way to make that cool and different like they could have just done blue with white and just done blue and white but instead there was like um different patterns and she had like a little like red something there and it was actually it wasn't laced in the front like a bodice normally would be it was laced on the side which was you know not quite accurate but interesting looking you know like it was you know they, they found ways to actually make it a little bit more dynamic, which is what I appreciate, but, um, and I mean, sure. But, oh, I mean, God, it, I mean and, and the, the colors were great. I would say the lighting was good, but it's just, again, they, they, they needed to stick with what worked. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer of less is more mm-hmm. when it comes to films. And again, we were even saying, even if you did a shot by shot remake yeah. from the animated version, it would have just been so much, you know. Because there was the one point when the beast is fighting the off wolves, yeah. um, the wolves, and I said, oh, that's right there, that's shot for shot when he yeah. like jumps through, like the wolf is jumping at Bell, and then he Comes intercepts in basically, yeah. and that like next 10 seconds was shot. It, it was, it was shot for shot, yeah. I gotta remember. And, um, and so that was. That was cool. So it would have been nice, yeah. The whole yeah, movie was saw like, that. like that. But yeah, you, again, even just like the 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 timing of like the dialogue between yeah. like even like LeFou and Gaston, yeah. it was just kind of the 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 the, the I guess uh, I don't know the the, the timing, the patterns, yeah. the exchanges. It was just again. I mean, I I'm being lazy and uh, falling back on the word clunky again, but it just Still. it just didn't have good rhythm. Well, know? and the other thing too is. Um, or not the other thing. I don't know. With LeFou, like, I really didn't like that he was just a punchline. Yeah, really, right. Like, I, like he, okay, he's like the comic relief in mm-hmm. the, the original, in the yeah. cartoon. And that's fine. Okay, that's great. But what they ended up doing is they made him gay. I mean, it's clear that he has feelings for Gaston, yeah. like, right off the bat. And then they used that being gay and having feelings for Gaston as the punchline. Yeah, so. Like, gay people are not a punchline. Right. Thank you. Like, and that's great. You're being what? What are you doing? You're not even being inclusive. You're just being You're being silly. Mean. I mean, <laughs> like, it was, I mean, because like, LeFou's character, I mean, is, like, I believe, like, French for the fool. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, then you're, 
associating like yeah, the kind of like, like feminist or like kind of quirky you know characteristics of yeah. this gay character to you know to being be, a fool you know, or something you know yeah. and, and it's so the irony like is him into a punchline. Yeah. the irony is that a lot of the controversy like came from the fact that they were putting him as a gay character yeah but i feel like as a result, the, almost the controversy like fell on like the gay community, or at least it should. Yeah. Because I mean, I feel like I would have taken offense. Yeah, you it know, was. It was that, a little bit offensive. You know, like, don't of, you know, use like gay people as a punchline. And um, and again, you know, I didn't really care that you know they were. If they did it well, then sure. Hey, if it worked, it worked. As far as making LeFou gay. Oh yeah. But they just stop with the changes. You don't yeah. need to. I mean, they added the element with Belle's mom. Yeah. And like, they, you they, they they never really closed the loop on. I mean, yeah. Okay, so she was dying. Oh, that, why did she die? My dad never told me. Cares. Oh, it was the plague. Interesting. Okay, now nobody back to cares. like back to the movie. Like, like you, what? You, I, it just it was just. It uh, didn't add any depth. It was filler. I mean, yeah. all, all it was was fucking filler. to make the movie longer. Yeah, it was, yeah. and it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, again, they 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 just added so much. It was convoluted. You didn't really, you know. And another thing that I was telling you, and this is kind of an odd, like thing that I, I don't know, like. That should have been. I don't know how they would have fixed this, but mm-hmm. a lot of the appeal of these animated characters, um, you know, in the first one, well, it was all animated, but these like you well, know, yeah, these objects that came to one. life yeah, uh-huh. with with Cogsworth and yeah. Lumiere's that yeah. you saw like their facial expressions. Yeah. You like were so actually like looked more human. Yeah, yeah, and you were almost kind of like buddy buddy with these characters. Like yeah. you know, they they had more of like a rapport with each other. Yeah. but you could not see. It was so small, and this, and and you know the the items were so I don't even know how to how to describe it, but it was like could, intricate. Like yeah. they were really comp- like great. You're making Cogsworth into a beautiful clock, but like now you can't Let's, see him. You, you could you barely know? see any eye expressions, yeah. any movement, and yeah. with, the, with the face, and same thing with with Lumiere, mm-hmm. um, and just everybody else. And and they again. This movie, it, it, it did not pull at your heartstrings like the original mm-hmm. one did. You did not care about the characters. Mm-hmm. There was no chemistry mm-hmm. between any of them. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, you know, there was at least chemistry between Cogsworth and Lumiere in the first one. I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really care about Belle and the Beast. You know, I mean, I guess I'm a guy, you know, in the animated well, thing. But even there, you know, there needs to be chemistry. There was chemistry. There was zero chemistry throughout the entire movie. And, and it, something that I didn't like um, in the original is that Belle doesn't really have any depth of character. Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be this smart, independent woman or whatever, but when she's in the cat, like, after she's not in the village anymore, she's in the castle, she's a very passive character. Yeah. She really is. Which And she's really, like, just nothing. It's like, okay, she reads books. Like, that's her thing. Yeah. Great. You know? And so that was something that always struck me wrong. And so it seems like when they added like the mom thing or like they were trying to like make her into a more interesting like character by giving her what like a backstory like I don't even know like what was like it was just it fell really flat so I have no I, I am at a complete loss for the mom being in the film it made zero yeah. sense yeah absolutely and, and I like mean, oh you have this tragic oh you see why I left her now like <coughs> say that so she died like who cares we don't care it okay just... she died from the plague great Times yeah. are tough in France. Times were tough. You know, yeah. like... And, and, you know, it just... It just... Oh, it was just terrible. And yeah. I, I don't know... I really don't know what else to say. I don't know why people liked it so much. Because it made oh, no. so much money. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people just flocked to see it. And I think it was just because they, it had the name, Beauty and the Beast. It mm-hmm. had... And you know what? I know you're an Emma Watson fan. I am an Emma Watson fan only because of Harry Potter. Well, also, but she's a cool person, but... A cool person, everything like that. You know, she's a feminist and she's working for, you know, United Nations or... or something. What she? she does yeah, something, something for like the that. UN. Yeah. Um, something great. <laughs> right. But 
Her singing was absolutely terrible. Even her acting, I you know, I just don't think she's a good actress. I really Maybe don't. Maybe she's just been out of the game for too Maybe. long or something. But it's just like she was yeah, trying like, too hard. Or, Everybody was or trying Or she too wasn't, hard. or not trying at all. Yeah. It feels like everyone was just like, all right, let's just do this. Let's get this over right. with. Yeah. You know, like, it's like they, yeah. you know, like, let's just, okay, we're just going to pump this movie out and we'll be done and we'll make a lot of money off of it. All that's right, that's what's up. so heartbreaking is yeah. that don't just pump out a movie yeah. that's a live action of... You know, Beauty and the Beast, and this thing, I mean, it had like a $200 million budget. It was, it was, you know, this big, big movie. And, God. you know, you can't yeah. just, just bastardize this classic. Ugh. Well, so something else that I liked about uh, the Beauty and the Beast movie. You liked something about it? There was two things. <laughs> one was the costumes, and the second one was the diversity. Yes, yes. Oh my god! You didn't see just a bunch of white French faces. Yes, there was lots of different yes. people of all different colors, and it was beautiful. Yes, so yes. I, Even I, some of the main cast, too. Like, yeah. Um, the, um, Plume. Plume, the, yeah. The feather duster chick. Yeah, and then like the chick that plays the wardrobe. Yep. Black lady. Um... Uh, that's and, it. I don't know. I don't know who else. Yeah, I don't know. And then a lot of a lot of town townspeople, which yeah. is great. That's awesome. Yeah, and good a, for them. Good for them. There you go. Yeah. Right. yeah. Thank you for finally showing some diversity and not being like, oh, well, in 18th century France, there yeah. just weren't black people. Like, fuck you. Who cares? <laughs> it's 2017. We can do whatever we want. It's yeah. a fake story about a fictional town about people that never existed. So but it doesn't. They can be black. It does not. Pardon them for making a crap movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. God! Still a bad movie, though. Jeez, anyway, so... Bad um, movie. I mean, there's really not much that... I mean, the... the Alan Menken... I, I mean, I'd say I'm a big nut when it comes to film composers. It mm -hmm. goes John Williams. It goes Howard Shore. Mm -hmm. It goes Hans Zimmer. And I always struggle with my fourth one, but I'd probably say it was Alan Menken. Because uh -huh. he did so many great... I mean, Aladdin, yeah. Beauty and the Beast... Yeah. I uh, think Little Mermaid, Hunchback of Notre Dame, a yeah. lot of other Disney, you know, films, and you gotta stick with the music. And they didn't even capitalize on this great score. Yeah, no, you know, and Howard Ashman's lyrics, and, and uh, just uh, it was just how they say in France, terrible. <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> but something else that we found out is that what Bill Condon, the director, yeah, he directed the last two Twilight movies. Why? Like, Why? how could we expect anything better from him? Again. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the producer on this from Disney? Uh, Be like, hey, Disney execs, hey Bob Iger, guess what? For this huge live remake, we're gonna get let's the director get the Twilight from Twilight. Guy. <laughs> Spare me. Um, but yeah, just I mean, just terrible choices all around. So, but yeah, yeah. Even no, casting. It. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Emma Watson, but whatever. You know, I mean, just the, the cat. Even like, uh, I, I love Ewan McGregor. Why would you cast him as Lumiere? Why? Um, no. I mean, it's just. Uh, oh, and I didn't like the way that they that they did the dad, Maurice. Yeah. Like he, like I liked him when he was like a goofy, wacky character, and this he's like, and, and he's an artist instead of an inventor. Which like, all right, yeah. whatever, that's fine. Well, but then he's like, and... instead he's like a brooding, like yeah. serious artist with a tragic backstory. Like, like so what? then when they're like, you're insane, Maurice. Everyone's like, know. not really. Yeah. Because but when he was like already the goofy weirdo of the yeah. village, it made more sense for them to be like, you're insane, Maurice. And everyone yeah. was like, yeah, you are. You've always been weird. Because <laughs> he was an inventor. Like, you know, in the original yeah, in the original, made, yeah. like, you know, all these, like, steam things. Yeah, and weird steam and, like, things. And remember yeah. when Chip, like, hijacked the weird, yeah, like, thing? Yeah, and it, like, went and, like, and, like, chopped through everything. And that's yeah. how they freed Bell, and yes. that was clever. Yes. But this, like, it was just, 
Stop. I mean, if don't stop changing it. Yeah, don't fix what's not broken or what's the saying or whatever. If it's not broken, don't fix if it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. All right. So don't try to just like you know <sighs> mess with a masterpiece, which yeah. which this is. Yeah. Okay. So and and I'll go. I mentioned it before that I don't really like. Did you say ergo. No, I said I'll go. Oh, I was okay. gonna say I'll go back, but uh, I mentioned it before we watched the movie that I don't really like Beauty and the Beast in the first place. Yes. And I was mentioning it while we were watching it. Like I don't like it. I never liked it in the first place because it um, it very much illustrates Stockholm Syndrome and an abusive relationship. Um, yeah. Like seriously, like all this, all the classic signs of an abusive relationship, like that's what it is. And she quote unquote falls in love with him like because she has Stockholm Syndrome. Like let's be real. Like he keeps her <laughs> locked up in a castle yeah. and then when he lets her go, she comes back because she has been so abused and broken down by him that she has nowhere else to go. So we listed off a few things of like how he categorizes. <clears throat> so he won't let her see her family. Her family, yeah. Dad, because you know, he keeps her in like isolation. Um, I mean, technically, he has complete financial control over her. He controls all <laughs> the finances because she's not paying for anything. Yeah. Um, owns his own castle. Yeah, land. right? Like, yeah. she doesn't have any ownership. Uh, he uh, flies off the handle over nothing. Like, yeah. he's trying to invite her to dinner, and instead, he just, like, ends up screaming. Like, that's not a rational response to a person. Right. And the few Ugh. nice things that he does, he like extrapolates. Extrapolates a word, right? Um, yeah, he like he like makes it into something bigger. Yeah, um, like or and then like, what else? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah there's a, just a lot of he like you know, like, it's like oh, nice here's this like, one nice I'm, thing, and therefore I did that thing. And so you know, I'm the greatest, I'm the great guy, and, and it exalves me. Of now um, you owe me. Yeah, right. And everything that I did before doesn't matter because I did a nice thing now. I never liked that in the first place, so then yeah. it just made it worse. Basically, like the abuse storyline is still there. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um, yikes. I guess yikes. let's go to a rating system now, and it'll obviously. Not be as high as the audience's reviews or even Rotten Tomatoes. I know a lot of the theme of this one was... Uh, so, this got rated 71% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't high, but I would reverse those digits and give, <laughs> give it a freaking 17%. 17 um, and just... Oh, man. So anyway, but okay, how many... Uh, I don't know. How many uh, rose petals would you give it? No. Sure. How yeah. many... Uh, I don't know. I guess rose petals. Or just how many just cluster fucks would you give? <laughs> okay, how many cluster fucks? <laughs> so God. how many out of ten? On a scale of yikes to cluster fuck, <laughs> how high would you rate this movie? Oh, uh, God. I mean, if I could get uh, like a one out of ten, <clears throat> I would get realistically a two. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say that too. I'm going to give it a two because of the diversity and the costumes. Here you go. Two points, two things I liked. I'm sorry that you had to watch it twice now. Oh, God. Why'd you pick that movie, Morgan? Because I wanted Just... to see something that made me angry, I guess. All right. Well, hey, it's a good uh, yeah. switcheroo for right? uh, episode 10, a movie that we just absolutely despise. Wow. All right. Well, nice. I guess that's been our, our episode, folks. Oh, God. Thanks for listening to that bitch fest. God, uh, yeah. Yikes. All right. Well, hey, PodCon coming up. Yay! Yeah. Next time you hear from us will be after uh, we go to PodCon in Seattle. Um, so if by chance you're at PodCon, come say hi. We're not like doing, you know, 
doing anything. We're just going to be walking around and stuff. But if you're not going to PodCon, you can always follow us on Instagram at yes. Academy Outcasts. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like our Facebook page. And as always, you can like, rate, and subscribe. Please like, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get your feedback. And hey, if you like the show, tell a friend. Yeah, tell us, and you know, if you want us to give uh, you know you a shout out on our podcast, let us know. We'll be happy to uh, spread the love if you uh, give some our way. So, uh, well, Absolutely. Morgan, I think that'll do it for episode. I think 10. so too. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as Thomas said, I've been your host, Morgan Spatola. I've been your co-host, Thomas Jeremy. And that's a wrap.